What is up, everybody, and welcome to another issue of the Comic Book Club with my sister, Anakin. Yo. And I'm your other host. It's Ben Pai. Um, this week, I don't have the uh, correct... Comicsology is not <laughs> here. Now it is. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, oh, shoot. Oh, no. You messed up. Uh, why is it like this? You messed up. Why, though? There. There we go. Woo! You guys, some behind the scenes of what Benpai does to attempt to make this stream run. Boom. Look at that. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> We won't worry about it. We won't worry about it. Okay. Anyways, this week's book, as I smack the microphone, is... Thank you. You're welcome. Dr. Afra. Afra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is not the, not the first time you encounter Dr. Afra, um, but the first of her standalone comic. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I chose this book because I really like Star Wars. <gasps> I know it's surprising. It's surprising. If there, if, if, if there's one thing that I talk about more than comic books on my own streams, it's probably Star Wars. And the fact that there are so many Star Wars comics out there to choose from to just bring my two loves together it's just ridiculous and you just can't read them all can you i can certainly try <laughs> <laughs> um but uh for for your own knowledge um dr afra comes into um star wars comics in the darth vader comics um vader tracks someone down to do things for him without Palpatine knowing. Um, so uh, he finds Dr. Afra right as she finds triple um, zero. Oh, okay. I, was um, like, Ooh, I dare you to say the Chewie's name, the Chewbacca. The oh, Kersenton. Exactly how I read it was murmur. Murmur. There's a K in there. You know that, You know right? what? <laughs> then come on, mama. <laughs> come on. There's also a T in the middle. Shut up. You were so close, though. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, she was a really interesting character because she kind of has the, um, the swagger of Han Solo, but a little more... Edgy like Boba Fett delightfully pessimistic is, okay. is how I would describe her. Like it, when she, when she meets Vader in, in the, in the Vader comics, she's like, um, she, she's cracking jokes and Vader's like, do you think making jokes is going to, you know, make being around me better? She's like, nope, but I'm absolutely terrified. So I don't know what else to do other than to make jokes. I, I really loved her character. I will totally, 
totally get on board with that. She was a really fun character to read. Yeah. Um, and I like Chewie better than this one, but well, he's he, he's, a, he's a little different. Um, a little, 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 little selfish. Well, which, I mean, is on point he's with you know, the rest of the characters. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so let's talk about. Uh, so the story for this one is by Kieran Gillen. I hope I am saying that correctly. You at least try, man. Um, I give you credit for that. And the art, now this is the really difficult name, is done by Kev Walker. I hope I said that right, too. My brother's an idiot. You have another brother? I have no comeback. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this this book is kind of the first standalone of Dr. Afra, and um, I have to say, between this and then finally going back and reading some some more backstory on how she got to where she is in this book, um, super interesting, and I. I'm going to continue reading Dr. Afra after this. I'm just going to, I'm going to spoil that part now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there are definitely some vibes from Star, like you definitely get a lot of Star Wars vibes from it. She's definitely a Han Solo-like character. She travels with a Wookiee who's like Chewbacca and she has a torturous protocol droid and a murderous astromech yeah you get star wars vibes no, i get star duh. wars i get star wars vibes from dr afro guys i know it's probably surprising to you uh but yeah totally totally get star wars vibes from dr afro i'm just gonna try to just center that a little bit um <clears throat> But yeah, so let's let's jump down. Let's let's jump into okay. it story wise. Um, first off, like you're you're introduced to Doctor Afra, who is an archaeologist, a space archaeologist. Uh, uh, I burnt my tongue. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're professionals. That hurt so bad. <laughs> okay. You have nothing to say about a space archaeologist? Oh, the space, the space archaeologist is awesome. It was kind of funny because, you know, you get vibes of Han Solo in this and then Indiana Jones, and you're like, ah, <laughs> if I, it was all one character. Pretty much. Um, that is legitimately exactly what I was thinking. Um, and this, this first scene that plays out um, <clears throat> with Dr. Afra and this other... I guess archaeologist, maybe bounty hunter, that she that she went traveling with. Um, so short lived character. <laughs> oh crap! I hit, forgot to hit start recording. Oh, guess that means YouTube's getting the 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 the, the Twitch version of of everything. Fuck! Shoot! Crap! Butts. Butts indeed. Um, and I mean the beginning. It, it it's very. Uh, very Indiana Jones esque. Mm -hmm. Guy comes out with with the sacred artifact, and you know, 
immediate death. I will say, I wish you got to know <clears throat> what it was because they were talking about how it's great for this civilization and then you never learn about it ever again, <laughs> at least in this one. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you there. And I do, I, I do kind of like the, this, you, you hit the nail on the head for me. Like this is definitely Star Wars, but the whole story arc itself, huge Indiana Jones like story arc from beginning to, to yeah. end. It's like they're it's they're hunting. <laughs> it is, it is, and you know they're they're hunting one artifact in the beginning, and then um, you know Dad comes in talking about the lost art, uh, not the lost art, the uh, the <laughs> lost city. Um, yeah, temple citadel, citadel, as I believe what he, what he called it, um, and uh, you know instead of the the Holy Grail, yeah. Um, and father and daughter embark on an adventure to find the Holy Grail. I mean, and they are estranged. Yeah, exactly. Wow. It is definitely a story that's been told, but I really like it in the setting of Star Wars. Of Star Wars. And yeah. I liked, I mean, yeah, with the, I was going to say, and with all the Jedi, but that is kind of the setting of Star Wars. So yeah. I guess, like, <laughs> well, and I think that's one of the things I like about. Dr. Aphra as a comic um, for Star Wars is she's not a Jedi. Yeah. Like we're, we're not following around some all powerful mystical, magical being through the universe. We're following a chick with two robots that does archeology. span Oh my God though. The robots definitely like, I guess for the very first little intro, I don't know if I just glazed over the word murderous or if it was not included in the very first description of the plot. And when they murdered that guy, I was like, oh, oh yeah, dark C-3PO, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a black C-3PO, right? That's why it's dark. Then why was C-3PO's arm red? There's actually a comic book that goes over why his arm is red. I hate that you had an answer. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to throw that out there. I'll make you read it another time. It's a single issue comic, and it's actually kind of sad. Um, <laughs> but they were so devoted, the droids. Oh, yeah, because they were programmed that way. To be devoted? Yes. To Afra? Yep, because she was the one who, who found their, their programming and um, put it in there. I think, I think there's another arc with triple zero mm -hmm. um where he's finally able to bypass the programming and get so mad that uh afra doesn't let him torture people that he tries to kill her i was gonna say it's like a guard dog but that would be like a rabid guard dog <laughs> maybe well maybe we'll read that at some point oh no um <clears throat> because yeah i mean triple zero and bt are Part of my favorite parts of these comics yeah. <laughs> because like trip uh, uh, bt has like all of these weapons i just, like built into them i loved the small i mean i like the small dialogue between c3po and r2 also but this being so dark i thought it was 10 times funnier right no you can't set him up blaze <clears throat> well and, and that and the is whole, like combustion is not is not a real thing uh-huh i was like oh Spontaneous human combustion is not, not a, a thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, absolutely. They, you watch it and you definitely like you look at them, and of course you're just thinking um, someone painted C-3PO and R2 black, for the most part. Okay, C-3PO though is more rounded. That looks like a different robot. You mean R2? I do mean R2. Okay. This is just like everything else. I get names confused, and I'm looking at the stupid panel right now, and I didn't say it right. That's okay. Um, but y- you know what I mean. It- it's I-, I think it's meant to inspire that, like, you're looking at this, like, knowing Star Wars, and you're just seeing evil versions of C-3PO and R2-D2. Like, it- that-, that, is- that is the point that the storytellers are trying to make. And if you tell me that is not the point that the storytellers were trying to make, even if the storytellers <laughs> told me that this was not the point that they were trying to make, I would call bullshit on them because that is what this is. Um, and you look at it and that is where you get a lot of the humor because you just imagine C-3PO's voice saying all of these terrible things like, no, spontaneous human combustion is not a thing. And being so passionate, just like how he was so scared in the, all the movies kind of a thing. Where yep. he's like, oh, but I want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, there, there, are, it, there are comics where the, the two have, get to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also quite funny. But uh, <clears throat> suffice it to say... I do enjoy the chemistry between BT and Triple Zero and the chemistry between those two and Dr. Aphra. I agree. Um, I do find it kind of funny that uh, Daddy Aphra decided that the best way to um, talk to his daughter again was to blackmail her. I love his costume. Oh, the, like his, I don't even know what that is, but. I don't know, but, and I mean, this is super childish and nerdy thing and you don't know it, but I watched Witch as a kid on like four kids uh-huh. and that's very Oracle-esque. And so it's like, oh, but it's in Star Wars. And then I also liked all the costumes for the Jedi and the flashback. It's like, oh, it's so nice. Which, that might just be something that I'm like, oh, yay, nerd out about. Yeah, no, for sure. But it, I mean, if you went to a Comic-Con, I'd get so excited to see any of these costumes. Right? <laughs> and I, I think I think that's really great. I I love Dr. Aphra's outfit. I love her little, like, flight cap <laughs> yeah. and all of it. I, I, think, I think she's a really neat character. And I like her tattoo. Yeah. It wasn't on purpose... Um, but it was also kind of purposely done that uh, I I chose a for Women's History Month. Yeah. A woman main character, and I feel like I chose a, a pretty decent one. I do. I do too. Um, and a very like so incredibly interesting. Um, and then it's like you kind of you eventually see her as a as a kid. Well. Well, I mean, college student. Right. As a. I mean, a kid, Anna. Let's let's be honest. Um, and it's like not a kid in college. She's hacking into, you know, her um, professor's computer and her advisor's computer. Yes, <laughs> that's worse. Um, 
and essentially, you know, putting porn in front of the whole class, more or less. Um, and, uh, you know, you get, like, from a young age, she was already like, okay, I'm too smart for this. I'm just going to, yeah, did, uh, you know, dick around. Um, the other thing that I have to say that I really like about the the Dr. Afra comics um, so far is they're all new characters to Star Wars. It's not like At you're not watching. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the second one, it kind of already hinted that Luke's going to be in it. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's... It's nice looking at the universe outside of this small group um, because, like, let, let's be honest, all of Star Wars is based around, like, two or three families. Yeah. <laughs> like, nine, nine, which, which, is, really, yeah. which is fine. Like, that, all the Harry Potter movies are all based around Harry Potter. Um, like, there, there's nothing wrong with okay, that. But that is stated in the name. Right. And it, the scope of a wizarding school is a lot smaller than an entire new galaxy. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to kind of get to look at other kinds of characters in the Star Wars universe and see... Also, oh. while they're happening at the same time as the original trilogy, I really enjoyed that. Yes. And I was very much like the daughter with the whole, uh, what do you mean you don't know that this just happened? Yeah, so this takes place in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Um, and yeah, like, it's... You get to see how the things that the Rebellion and the Empire are doing affect the, the galaxy as a whole. Um, and again, I think one of my favorite parts is finding out that in this galaxy far, far away, there are archaeologists. Like, I, I love mean, that Indiana Jones, like most children, made me want to be an archaeologist. And then mom told me it was boring and nothing like that. Oh, I know an archaeologist who would argue with. Mom said it was like they all become professors and she was talking about her uncle. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so. I mean, it makes sense that there would be archaeologists in this world. I mean. There are restaurant owners. There are... But they open up... Them being archaeologists opens up a lot more that you kind of wonder about. Mm -hmm. Like with the mask and with those alien things in the tube. <clears throat> Unless you already know that because you've read other things. I don't know what those aliens in the tube were. Um, I know what you're talking about. I just... Uh, I looked at them and I'm like... I. There is something that I'm sure... Because I didn't have a chance to really read as much as I would have liked to into the... Um, into the backstory of Afra, um, but the fact of the matter is, this book got me excited and interested enough to want to know more about the backstory of Afra before we did this uh, episode tonight. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, and one of my big complaints with seeing the same characters from the movies and the comics uh, is the the art of the the way they make <laughs> them look uh because it's really really disconcerting 
Um, and I'm sure you saw it a little bit, like what I was talking about with that preview of of Luke. I didn't though find it all that bad, but that I mean... one was probably one of the better of the <laughs> of the ones. I'll, I'll, after this, I'll show you like the Star Wars comic, and it just I don't know, it weirds me out. It's like, I mean, I've seen it in because I read the first three issues of Vader when it very first came out. So Vader comics really good. I only read the first three. That was when I was going issue by issue at the comic book store during college. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I almost wish I had done Vader down for um, our comic this month. I this liked month. this one. I really enjoyed it. I liked one. this one, too. Uh, but th there are so many. I love Star Wars so much. There's so many good good com Star Wars wow. comics and so many good stories to, uh, to, to read. And... Uh, I can't choose a Star Wars comic every month. Look how cool that costume is. It, it really is. It really is a good costume. And, and look at Kersenton in the back. He's yeah, just like, no. His facial expressions uh, during the father-daughter interactions were great. Yeah, absolutely. I also... He did not appear blue, though, I will say, during this entire thing. He looked blue on the cover. He's black. I think it. I think it's just how. I was disappointed. Okay, I'm sorry. I want a rainbow Wookie. Well, you can. I'm sure somewhere in the Star Wars universe exists some kind of like punk Wookie that lives so on great. Coruscant that is all decked out in different colors of the rainbow with its hair like all spiked out in different directions. I bet that exists. I love that. Just for you. It's a, it's a big galaxy, um, and all of these uh, all of these interactions between Afra and her father in the beginning it was it was really enjoyable. It was like I can't get what I want out of you. Okay, triple zero, you do it, and uh, and, and then of course her dad's like, you couldn't do that to your father, could you? No, I couldn't. Triple zero, stop. It's like, oh my god, the just like instant. But it was great character building choosing to have the dad yeah. in the first uh, volume, also because you got so much backstory without having to do a bunch of flashbacks. I did enjoy though the university flashback. Yeah, and I think I think that was kind of what made Afra a good. Uh, it makes a good starting point for if you want to read Star Wars comics and if you want um, to, if you're interested in the character. Because while, you know, this starts in the middle of Aphra's story in the timeline of the Rebellion, mm. in the Age of Rebellion, um, it is still a good origin story for her. It is. And I feel like, which I know <laughs> every Star Wars comic starts this way too, but with those cap card or like recap cards type uh -huh. of a thing in the very beginning where it does like the title crawl but yeah but they're much more detailed than other like sum ups like last month when we read house of m and it was like two sentences yeah for each uh, the x-men comics and the the avengers comics to sum up like what you missed right i think that you wouldn't be lost truly in any star wars comic because of that I do. I agree with that a hundred percent. From this also comes from me reading a lot of Star Wars comics already, but and that's going to be the fact. If you pick up 
any Star Wars book, whether you decide to pick up um, any run of Vader, which I'll say the 2018 run, um, the current run, has been my favorite so far. Um, if you pick up any run of Star Wars, if you pick up, you know, any any of those, um, all of the stories pretty frequently intersect with one another. Because Leia has a comic, Han has a comic, there's the Star Wars comic, the Vader comic, the Afra comic... The, there's a bounty hunters comic like and they do and the bad guy you like i can't pronounce his name starts with a t the bad guy never mind that i like that starts with never a t. mind in star wars never mind maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm really bad well i'm also actually not maybe i am very bad at spelling so okay um anyways what does the villain, what does he look like? He's the old guy with dots. The old guy that dies. In New Hope. He goes boom with the Death Star. Oh, Tarkin. Doesn't that he is... have his own comic? Or is that just book series? I think he just had his own book. Never mind. He might have had his own comic. I'm not sure. Oh, Thrawn. Thrawn also has a comic. That but also that's... starts with a T. It does. Um... But that's also just the, the first book. Anyways, we're going way off on a side tangent <laughs> here. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then you know he her her father starts talking about um, this what do, what do you, the Ordu Ordu Aspectu um, and goes over like what the Ordu Aspectu did and who what they I were. who they were. Yep, and. Essentially, that they were on the verge of um, a peacemaking or peacekeeping invention or something. He was under the belief that whatever he found there would bring peace to his galaxy. Right, um, and one of one of the, some of my favorite art was the difference between these stories. With the, I really loved all of the color theory in these comics. Yes. Like, I don't care what 100%. you say about the art style. Whoever did the coloring, if it was the same artist or not, did an amazing job. Yeah. And, I mean, just, like, these... The, so, Dr. Afra's father tells this story in a very, like, um, optimistic, like, idealist kind of way. And you can see it in the in the coloring in the way the story is told and then it goes back to um uh back to afra and she tells the same story in a more pessimistic yeah and viewpoint and it's like you look at it it's like oh my god i also like that her hair's pink <laughs> yeah and just the you know the n of hair mm -hmm. um and it's like, damn, this is a dark, dark story happening right here. Um, and then, uh, honestly, the best, the best story that never got told in this comic yeah, is I the wish. version that BT tells. <laughs> All right. It was just a big version of him. I love it so much, and I love, I love Triple Zero's response to it. It's like. BT thinks there are many possibilities worth consideration here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, BT's my friend. I'm going to pretend he said something important. 
Yeah. I also like the fact um, that you get this such a negative outlook on, or you feel like um, Afra is such a pessimist. Uh-huh. But I mean, she, out of these two characters, in terms of their story and the like, the story retelling of this, is the only one who references actual source material. How do you mean? He only references is a story and she references actual translations that have been discovered to kind of back up her thing. So, I mean, it's not even necessarily being pessimistic, but more so being more realistic. Yeah. She's very much a realist versus realist versus an idealist. I think is, is what we're not necessarily pessimist and optimist. Yeah, you're right. And then the self-centered egotistical version with BT. Again, oh just look at that. <laughs> it is gorgeous. Look at at giant BT destroying all of these crazies. Um, but yeah, I think I think overall it was there was a lot of character building with Afra um, and a lot of uh, wait, wait, click on that one. Which one? That one. This one? Yeah. No, okay, never mind. Um, some uh, some great nods to uh, to the Star Wars universe that you all know uh, by placing us right on Yavin Four, which you know also one of my favorite parts where her dad's like, "What? What happened here? Why? Why? Why is the Empire here?" Yeah, and, yeah. and she's like, you know, the Death Star it blew up. And That's not real. And she goes, you believe in a city that has never been found nor proved. Yep. Accurate. And yet there's an entire planet that is currently gone. So I kind of, one of the things that I, I, I want to read more of Dr. Afra because what I hope we find is that, you know, we see all of these random things in star uh, throughout star wars and the age of rebellion and one of the things that always fascinated me was these these buildings and structures that they built the rebel base into yeah i and it's really like, like the you know that they're they're rebels they're they don't have time to set up a world build all of these temple looking structures yeah and continue you know fighting in a war um so it's like things that you might not have like really spent a lot of time thinking about like where the hell did these temples come from but i think what i'm hopeful about them also especially with the afra uh, comics being archaeological is getting some more base like origin stories for the jedi order which you're probably like, I already know all this stuff. Um, I mean, there there are lots of good origin stories for the Jedi Order. I want my thing is, I want to know more about the non Jedi because there is a lot of source material on the Jedi already. I want to know more about. Okay, then different alien races would also be. Cool. Yeah, That's or. Fine. Like, what did the Jedi mean to each group of people? Like, things like that. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, obviously, Star Wars and the Jedi, they're two things that are absolutely fascinating and and all of that. But 
I want to I want to know I want to know more about what others thought of the Jedi. You know, especially when there were so many of them. And uh, a place in the middle of of nowhere where all of a sudden the Imperials are for no reason. Um it was fun. And then uh oops. I did two page view by accident. I did. Um the other thing that I, that I really loved on Yavin is um, just uh, Chrysanthemum going around and just absolutely destroying the Imperials. The Yavin comic, though, I think had some of my favorite art. It's really good art. Like, I, I like this is... It almost had like a Jurassic Park yeah. dated look on it and the color scheme I thought yep. was gorgeous. And that's um, that is how I felt this this whole scene with Chrysanthemum went. Mm-hmm. It's like this is this is the people running through the 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 long grass in Lost World, and uh, you know, getting absolutely demolished by a Velociraptor. That scared me as a child. Oh man, tell me about it. Velociraptors are scary. They're like gators with wings. What? Okay. Anyways, um, and then just like no, not velociraptors, but velociraptors scared me for a different reason. I think it was also interesting. Like I said, velociraptors when I meant pterodactyls. Pterodactyls oh. are like gators with wings. Yeah. Velociraptors are just terrifying. Okay. Sorry. This is a good talk. You're welcome. About Doctor Afra. You're welcome. Um, I also love the interactions between BT and Triple Zero with the the random droids. Like ugh. they blend in though so much better than C three PO and R two. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it just goes to show how little the Empire thinks droids can do throughout like everything. It's like they mm-hmm. they ignore droids so much. If only there had been an example of a massive war against droids in the recent past that they might be able to think, oh, maybe maybe paying attention to a droid here and there is a good idea. Yeah. <clears throat> this was another moment. I wish we got to see what all of the lasers created. What all of the, all the oh, lights created yeah. that he was filming. I go, but what? And you never got to see it. Yeah, that that's was true. sad. Um, but it was all of the lights coming from all of the temples, yeah. Um, and shooting up, it was it, super, super interesting. And I have to say, whoever did the cover art for each issue of Doctor Afra, freaking on point. Like all, every single bit of cover art, I loved. I did really love it. I will, however, say. You wish that was what the art was in the rest of the book. No, oh, no, okay. no, no. Um, that the cover art kind of looks like a manga cover, and then the comic is a comic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, could, I can see that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's more, I'm like, both of them are great. Just one has more of a manga vibe, whereas the other one is obviously comic. I hope we get more of her. Yeah, she was cool. She was a she And was I an liked interesting... her send-off. Yeah. <laughs> the reason you're alive is because I think you're cute. You have right. a terrible taste in women. <laughs> yep. Oh, so do you. Is, is what yeah. <laughs> Um, and this was a really interesting, um, story that was... This was also a beautifully drawn setting. Absolutely. 
hundred percent. Like this city carved into the line work in this issue, particularly, was amazing. Yeah. It, it was it, it was very like, well done. The coloring for all of those, and then this being so dark and so um, sketchy, like sketch heavy, like with all of the skeletons, hash, yeah, oh. and the the cross hatching for the the shading. I yeah. thought was like a really gritty contrast to all the color. Yeah, I I agree. It Beautiful. almost looks pencil drawn. Yeah. Um. No, I I agree. Or with a uh, one of those um. Fountain pens, the feather pens, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. Thank you. But again, like, these, these, uh, cover, this cover art, I love it. I do love it. I will, but I still stand by the... No, I, I'm, I will not argue that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and again, it's just, like, looking at this, the Citadel, it's so cool looking, and the, the whole issue just continues on with that really interesting vibe. I don't know how else to how else to call it. And um you know, even though this was darker, there were still some beautiful colors throughout throughout. For sure. This one. I mean, one of uh, another one of my favorite color theory moments was when you see the entity Rur. talk about the story. Um, and then like all of that coming to life. So you get all this green from him. And when he brings everything back to, to attack mode, essentially, there's a heavy like green and orange and action packed. This for the, the storytelling I thought was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and how the lime green popped. I was really. And it, it very. And the story itself was really interesting too. I still don't I really know confused. who the bad guys are and the good guys are in this. Like, there's the Orthodox Jedi, and then there's the Ordu Aspectu. Okay, how I took it, which I'm probably going to be like, Anna, you're stupid, which is totally fine. How I took, don't nod your head. Um, was kind of an Ultron Vision type of a thing. Uh huh. Where the guy created something thinking it would be good, and then it so it was like a reverse Ultron vision. Like, Vision was trying to make something, and he was like, Oh no, it actually went bad. So, and then the robots rose. It, it makes me want to know what <laughs> the fake Rur was actually trying to do. Yeah, no, that's what I was. I was like, I was a little confused about what actually happened because, like, obviously, oh, this but I is, got the gist of it. This is history told from. You know the the loser here, and something that happened well, thousands I mean, there was of years really no ago. Winner, <laughs> right? There was no winner, uh, and I mean, you are gonna you're gonna have to find out more because she still has the stupid gem. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the next one. So, um, but yeah, I mean, overall. I enjoyed this book. See, I, and then like this color theory in here too from that to the next one. I, I love, love the blue lightsaber. Yeah. I don't have a blue lightsaber, but that's I love fine. I love how um how different the blade of these lightsabers look. Mm-hmm. 
It's like they're they're old freaking lightsabers, and it's still it actually looks more like a blade than the rounded version that you get even in other comics. Well, it almost looks kind of like a flame that's just a yeah. stabilized flame, which is dope. But see, and then the color change from him being completely in power to everything crumbling around. Gorgeous. I also like the shattered uh, border effect. Those are things I didn't even think of. This is why this is why I have the art person. See, and then you get this that remini- that's reminiscent of the the, of the, the storytelling, uh-huh. and I really yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And then you know, Chrysanthemum abandoning them at this point. Uh, previous, like well, way yeah, before yeah. that point, well, but and that that made that Wookiee lose points for me. I was like, wow, he is. A she had a cool tattoo. She her character design in general is I think well done. I think like I don't because I think the only other Star Wars comic that I've truly read multiple issues of has been the Vader. Like I read one of Leia, I think, and I read three of Vader. I think that this one has the most interesting overall character designs. Yeah. And costume design. I'm I'm waiting for it to come out that Doctor Afra is actually Cindy Moon, and she's been sent into the Star Wars universe by accident. Silk. Ah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's her name, Cindy Moon. Oh, gosh. Right. Now you made me. Now you made me doubt myself. Cindy Moon and Lex Luthor, right there. You. Re- <laughs> um. <clears throat> But yeah, and then, of course, a good cliffhanger, honestly. I, I think a very good cliffhanger to to say, okay, we finished this story arc, but... There's going to be more. There's going to be more. And like we, we introduced this character's backstory. Um, we gave you her father. Now let's show you what she's actually like. Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, through... Up until this point, you're like, wow, there's been so much character growth just within these first few issues. And then you get back to this and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's just, just never mind. Kidding. Um, but yeah, so, so story wise, I think it did great. Mm-hmm. Um, art wise, I thought it did pretty good also. This one I had a really hard time looking through and, and picking out favorite panels. My favorite panels truly just came down to the coloring. As much as I, I enjoyed it visually, the art style isn't necessarily anything groundbreaking. It's still very comic book. There were some great Which line isn't a moments. Bad thing. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um the color artist won it. <laughs> yeah. For me. Um and uh... It's it's one of those things where the art didn't detract from the the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the they built on each right. other really nicely. There was it nothing. Wasn't... There was nothing groundbreaking on the art, but it was it was enjoyable enough to kind of like look through and be like, oh, this is this is cool. I don't feel like I'm For missing sure. anything reading through this. 
No, and again, like and my I, biggest look thing at is his if design the art is bad, Chris. I can't read it. I can't right. get over it. So, but like, look at Chrysanthemum's design here. Like, you seeing all of this filigree detailing. Yeah, it's, I'm interested for sure in the next volume because it sounds like you're going to get a lot of him, at least in his story. Part I, of it I do because, want to know more of his story because he was obviously like a gladiator esque, and he was obviously forced to do it yeah because the dad was like oh, i see why you two get along so well i go <laughs> um so i'm 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 interested to read more see i didn't think that was their dad so this is also the cover that's true so keep that in mind um and yeah keep keep in mind that that's just the cover um <clears throat> but yeah i really enjoyed this book I want to know what her tattoos also are supposed to mean. Because, I mean, to me, it just looks like a circuit board, which is, like, cool on its own. I don't know if it's supposed to be a circuit board, given that it's in Star Wars. Uh-huh. Who knows? And I love these alternate covers, too. That's like, always the case. Alternate covers are always oops. gorgeous. They really are. I like this one a lot. I like that one a lot. Um... But yeah, interesting character. Interesting character. Um, it it kind of, for me, it revitalized Star Wars comics um, with the fact that it's like, hey, there's there are good Star Wars stories that don't follow just the people that you know. Um, She's you know, easily a character that, sorry, easily a character that I could see disney pick up like an animated series or a cameo oh, in God. something brand i would i would <laughs> I, I live for that i i live for the dr afra mandalorian cameo or you know some something like that yeah um but yeah essentially like this is i'm glad that we're seeing star wars taken to new levels where you know they're very successfully making new characters and, mm -hmm. and new story arcs based on these characters. And I think Dr. Afro is the perfect example of, I think Dr. Afro was one of the first steps in Marvel being like, Hey, we can write our own star Wars story um, and, and have it be um, captivating. Um, <clears throat> when high Republic finishes, we're going to do high Republic <laughs> because I've read the first three issues of it already. She has the Han oh. Solo belt buckle. Yeah, I mean, it's a belt with a holster. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a pretty common thing for... She might have stolen it from Han Solo. Also, it's a, it's a possibility. I just noticed that. Sorry, it was random. Also, I want to know if Ahsoka has a comic book series. I don't think she does. That's stupid. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was a good book to read. I'm glad, mm -hmm. I'm glad this was the one that we decided to go with. And by we, I mean me. Um, <clears throat> why don't you pack your, pat yourself on the back too? <laughs> God, I your sunburn. Sunburned. Yep. Um, so for me, I'm going to try to take, you know, your bias, my, my own bias out of it because. You know, I know that I have it when it comes to Star Wars. Um, and yeah, so story-wise, 
Story-wise, I think is because of all the reasons I said, like it's Marvel proving that they can write a Star Wars story that's not, you know, something that's already been told mm-hmm. um, and not something that we already know. Yes. Like, obviously, if we read a, a Luke comic, we know that if it takes place between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, or between A New Hope and The Last Jedi, we know that he lives. Touche. Um, whereas, like, Dr. Afra, we don't know what the ultimate outcome is of the character. Is she going to be bad? Is she going to be good? Is she going to just ride that line of... Is she going to be more what Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to be? Um, you know, it's... it's it's a character that that we don't know much about. Um, obviously, there have been a lot of Doctor Afra comics since then, um, so we do know a lot more about her now, or could potentially learn more about her now. Yes, um, I, like, I don't know much. <laughs> but you know, this is this is the start of something new, and it's a good start. Um, and I think for those reasons. Um, for what it was, it was going up against Star Wars fans, which I know I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not like the average Star Wars fan that hates everything Star Wars. I love Star Wars and I love everything Star Wars, but I think even Star Wars fans enjoyed Dr. Aphra. I could, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think it did a good job of... Star Wars fans can be mean. Star Wars fans are the worst, man. Um, <clears throat> almost as bad as comic book fans, honestly. <laughs> comic book fans can be really gatekeepy. Like, oh, you really liked the Avengers movies? Well, do you know what happened, What actually happens with the Infinity okay, Stones? Well, that's not fair. <laughs> um, it is a really good one, Zip. Uh, the, this, this book was really awesome. And I give, there's probably slight bias in it, but I do give the story a nine out of 10 on this one, just because of what it was able to do for the Star Wars universe. And the fact that it's a good comic book, um, to just pick up and read if you want to read comic books and love Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm having such a hard time. Judging on what what I like want to give it, and I'm kind of between an eight and a nine, and I feel like realistically, there's no reason why I should give it an eight instead of a nine, because if anybody came up to me who asked me um, what comic to read and they gave me a criteria of just really liking sci-fi, being a huge Star Wars fan, and wanting just to get into the medium mm-hmm. type of a thing. Totally recommend. Awesome character. Would love to see more of her in the future. I think that her character arc has so many possibilities, also given that you've never met her before. Well, okay. And Vader, apparently. Well, yeah. But uh, (laughs) in the universe of Star Wars, at least cinematically, you've never encountered her. Um, So, yeah, I guess I I will give it a nine because there's no reason really to give it an eight other than I'm like, it was a good story, and again, it did it did something good for comics, and it's something good for 
new and old comic book lovers alike. Mm-hmm. And new and old Star Wars lovers alike. I think you still have to like Star Wars to like the comic. Maybe? I don't know. I think that if you don't like Star Wars, but you like Indiana Jones, if you don't like Star Wars, but you just really like action and you like sci-fi, you're going to enjoy this because it's not necessarily a character that's so immensely consumed in the current like Star Wars franchise in terms of the war and all that. She's such an outer character. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like somebody enjoying um No, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I was um, just talking to Doc. Art-wise I still really liked the art. I thought there was quite a difference in art at the very beginning of the the book and at the very end of the book. Um, and I'm not sure if the, the artists change in, in an issue or, or something along those lines, but, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't take me out of the, out of the story or anything like that. And I, I did enjoy the, the visual humor and just the way that, the artist did bring Star Wars to life mm-hmm. um, without it just seeming like they were trying to go with like super CGI looking scapes like some of the Star Wars comics have done in the past. They didn't rely on anything other than traditional media medium yeah i mean even if it's digitally you know drawn and all of that stuff it reads like a classic comic versus reading as somebody who got real happy in photoshop (laughs) right and you know like like i said there's really there wasn't any there wasn't a lot of panels that really stuck out to me as like oh wow this is an amazing panel but there are there are bits of art that I look at and I'm like, oh my God, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and like specific details in it that I'm like, oh man, this is, this is great. Um, I mean, look at his face. Yeah. It's always when the father and the daughter are interacting and he's like, oh, tension, it's in the air. And I think I, I give the art... Probably, I want to give it, I really want to give it an eight, but something tells me I should give it a seven, but I can't really pin down why, other than the <laughs> fact that it, it, like, I don't know. Like, is it because I couldn't find, like, that panel that was just, like, wow to me? I mean, if it didn't resonate, I get it. I think I'm going to score it surprisingly high in terms of, not being able to necessarily pinpoint a panel, but the overall story art. And I mean, I didn't say this in here. I didn't really talk a lot about the art in here, but um, when you were talking to me about there are things the classic, that... or we were talking about how you don't like the new versions when they have the face characters that uh, everybody associates with. This and was, I was my favorite saying, page. 
you like the full page panels. No, no, I, not but, necessarily like the full page, but like every time you show it's me not something even, online that you like, it's all a million panels that cover an entire page. No, no, but it, like, like this isn't even like I, I like it because of the art. I just I like this part of the story. Oh, I'll tell her later. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like eh. This is this is like the beginning of where you can see that triple zero is like eh, if she dies, I can go murder people as much as I want. Um, and I'm sorry, I did interrupt you, but I did want to point out that with the art, I think my initial score was the was the seven until you started explaining some of the color theory things to me, and that oh. just made me <laughs> that made me start to appreciate some of the bits of art there more. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be why I lean more towards the eight is just because I wouldn't have been able to pick it out on my own. So maybe I should still give it a seven, but, <laughs> but like looking back on it with that in mind, it, it was really beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm even, which to me is crazy because I don't think it's one of those ones that I'll, well, maybe it will be where I'll, I'll go back and I'm a huge rereader and huge rewatcher. I, I do all the content over and over again until it's dead. So who knows? This might be one of them. Uh -huh. But um, when we were talking about the face characters, and I had mentioned that I liked the original Star Wars comic art, like the classic look for it, just, uh -huh. and that's how they should kind of approach the face characters as just a generic or a throwback to what they were originally visualized as and, and drawn as. So I think that this one does a really good job of having like classic comic art, a throwback like to hinting at the classic Star Wars in terms of like the color blocking and things like that. I think that the color theory throughout all of the issues was stunning. Like 10 stars for whoever came up with the, the coloring. Regardless if, you know, it's it's watercolor or traditional looking, that would really give it like a 10 out of 10, but it's not getting a 10 out of 10. Um, but because it kind of lends itself back to that, there were really great detail moments. There were really great line art moments. Um, I just really love all the color theory. And it approached borders in a, in a way to enhance the story that, I'm always for, I love the breaking down of borders and like playing them into the storyline. There were a lot like of different that. kinds of borders in this. Yeah. I, I, I'll give you that. But it was, it was the story with the art was told very well. Yeah. And so, I mean, just because it doesn't necessarily come out at you as being like, oh my God, this is the best art on the planet. I think it does everything that it needs to do for this story. And it doesn't detract from it. It lends itself really great with the story. It had a great story. The art just helped the story along. So I think it deserves an eight or a nine okay. from me. So I'm kind of like, I don't know which one, because I'm almost like, I feel like nine should be like, I'm dying. But I think I'll go eight. Okay. I think I'll go eight just because it's traditional. Um, <clears throat> maybe nine. Mm, eight like and a half. Me. Eight and a half. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like my my decimals. As long as your overalls are in decimals, that's fine. Um, it just makes it easier to do the math at the end of the month. Oh, oh, oh! I see, I yeah. see. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought overalls like clothing overalls. I go yep. that as long as no your overalls sense. aren't. 
Good, good. Oh, yeah, and costumes, totally. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, I really want to go to a Comic-Con and see people dressed up as this, these characters. 100%. Like, even, even these, the Jedi... And yeah, this, like the throwbacks, this. which I'm almost like, man, I don't know if there's somebody out there who will do it, but I want to see them. Right? Uh, it was stunning. I gotta do this top knot thing with my own hair. You still gotta, you just cut your hair. I know, I know. What a, you gotta commit what a, what a What a terrible time to decide to do that. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, otherwise it would have been a good idea. It would have been, who knows? Um, so overall, gosh, I think I I want to give this wow a nine, wow. but I think I'm going to give it an eight. Wow, so I'm scoring it better than you. Overall, I think it's a nine because it would be something that I would recommend to anybody who either likes Star Wars, likes adventure, likes sci-fi, just likes good art or good art storytelling, rather. Like, anybody who's attempting to get into comics by just reading, like, webtoons from their favorite artists type of a thing, this would totally be a great a introduction. Transition. Yeah. Okay. Great transition. Coming from somebody who totally binged a webtoon. <laughs> So yeah, I guess I guess when it, when it comes down to it, like if I'm sitting here and like really breaking down my reasoning, I'm gonna stick with my eight. I'm gonna stick with my eight because I think there are still, I think there's still too much Doctor Afra I haven't read to know if this is like. Like I, I, there is still room for improvement on on Doctor Afra as a character. Yeah. Um, and God, this is where I'm about to I'm about to say what you were saying with Zatanna. Where it's like, <laughs> I just I want to read more to know if I really really like this. And now I'm gonna say what you said. Wow. So you're scoring a comic down because of doing what it's supposed to do and making me want to read more. Yeah. Except I reworded mine in the way that better articulated what I How meant. How did you reword it? Don't ask me. Rewatch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but I got there. I could be convinced to give it a nine, but I think I'm going to, for now, stick with the eight. I mean, um, I honestly feel kind of surprised that I'm scoring it so high. Not because I don't think it deserves it, but I almost feel like I... While I was reading it, I wasn't getting, like, super hyped while I was reading it. I was honestly just enjoying it. <laughs> it was kind of, like, a super chill, but sometimes you fun need story. That. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, mm. Like, I mean, it, when sometimes when I read, when I'm, like, reading a series of books and I'm getting exhausted from that series, I read something else that's just, specifically, I read Harry Dresden books. Because it takes There's me like so many of them. there are so many of them, and I don't read it as a series. I read it as my junk, my my palate cleanser book. Okay, so my like, palate cleanser books are like the cheapo Kindle books that everyone's probably like, "Oh my god, that's soap opera trash." I'm like, "Yes, but it's my soap opera trash." <laughs> but uh, and and I, I don't want to call this soap opera trash because it's not <laughs> because it's not, but it's. It's a refreshing comic book. Okay, this You're is, not dealing this is with superpowers. You're not dealing with superheroes. 
It's like after you binge a TV show or a movie or something like that that is one of your absolute favorites or that you started watching and you finally like finished the series. Like if you watched Merlin from the beginning and then you got that heartbreaking conclusion. Um, then you need like a palate cleanser. And so you watch like Young Justice because it's so fun and it's great and it's well done. That's what this is. This is like the Young Justice okay. cartoon break. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's the it's still a palate cleanser, but it's like a, a more positive kind. Yeah. I dig that. It's refreshing. It is a re- it is a refreshing book. It's a refreshing take on comic books. It's a refreshing take on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it is a awesome new character, in my opinion. I agree. Totally agree. And I love the character dynamics that you get on that ship. Yeah. Which the ship, Archangel 2, really cool looking. Okay, I like the name. Seen better looking ships. It looks almost like a, a, a battle droid head flying around. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like it just like that that's that's the that's kind of the vibe I get from it. Let me let me see if I can find a panel with the ship in it again. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. I also really liked this panel. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of good theatrical moments. It does. And it's like nothing. I, I also think that comics that do a good theatrical paneling lend themselves to being read more often, probably. Because they kind of read... If you're a visual reader, if you're one of those people See? that can visualize everything moving, it's very similar to... Um, uh, like movie panels. Uh, Reels? The... Storyboards. Storyboards. Thank you. Storyboards. And so like you can see a movie while you're watch while you're reading it because uh, everything is just moving seamlessly in your head and you're just like, oh, camera two, go camera four. You just dropped your pen. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, doesn't that kind of sort of look like like a battle droid head with like a weird crown? No? I see it as one of those cannon blasters that just unrolled. Okay. Fine. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. a different android. No, no. I, 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 I understand the droidicas. I could see that. The destroyers. Yeah, they're just missing the bottom half. Yeah. And the big shield, the bubbly shield. They don't always have the shield. I know. <laughs> Anyways. Um... So not bad. I feel a little better about this month already than I do about last month. Yeah, but I really don't want to lose this month again. Oh, yeah. By the way, at the end of this uh, episode, I'll uh, I'll play the Anna taking her shot of hot sauce. Because I lost the very first month. Yes. And what happened after that? It wasn't Because my I lost fault. the second you month. You can get upset all you want, but it wasn't my fault. I hit record, and then you wanted me to be the one to dump the water on you. So, we hit record, and it recorded up to, like, when five seconds b- before Anna dumps <laughs> this bucket of ice-cold water on me. Which is funny. And, and I, I, like, I, I freaked out. I, I, I freaked out and immediately started running around. And then I go look at, my, look at my phone, and it says, an error has occurred during recording. And I'm like, no. And then he yelled at me because he thought it was my fault. For I didn't a think it was your for fault. A no, I, not even for a second did I think it was your fault. What 
I yelled about was just my own frustration and the fact that I was still freezing cold. Look, I think you handled it way better, and I'm, I love you. I'm glad that it happened to you during that challenge and not me, because I probably would have burst into tears. <laughs> I really don't handle the cold well. Like, I didn't handle the hot sauce well, but I really don't handle cold well. So, we will be re-recording <laughs> me getting a bucket of ice water dumped on me. Although this time I think we've learned um, we're going to just stream it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're going to actually live stream these these things these in the dares. future um, so that, you know, it'll, it'll be a super short stream. Like a burst. <laughs> yeah. But at least I'll know that it's on the internet somewhere and that I've got a backup of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, oh no is right yeah that is that is accurate <laughs> it was so heartbreaking I said oh no in my video oh no and you and Lee made fun of me <laughs> uh, but yeah so that's that's where we are with that um, what are we reading next week my choice which is a DC thank god because I didn't remember what it was <laughs> oh I remember what it is my choice, which was DC, or for DC, was Green Arrow comic. Quiver? Yes. I knew it was bow something, like the bow. I know that's not very creative on my part, but I remembered that much. Yes, it's Quiver. Green Arrow Quiver. Quiver. I'm actually kind of excited about reading it. I'm not excited about reading it. I mean, I don't think I... I've read anything Green Arrow other than. Oh yeah. Uh, oh Reaper. yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't get enough. He gets more attention than Green Lantern, sir. Sir, you've read Green Lantern comics, haven't you? Only a couple. Okay, but I haven't read any Green Arrow comics, and I've read a few. But I don't read a lot of DC in general. Which is so weird to me because you're the one who got me into DC. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to read a lot of Batman. I love Nightwing. And I've read a hand, uh, quite a bit of Flash. But... I've read a lot of Flash. Love Flash. Best DC hero. Nightwing! Okay. Anyways, so that's what we'll be reading next week. Anna, on the internet, where can people find you? On the Instagram. That's pretty much it. Um, I have two different accounts. I have a personal account, which is Anna underscore Riddick. And I have an art account, which is A Riddick underscore designs. So, yeah. She really likes the underscores. They don't let you use the same usernames and underscores make you original. You can find me everywhere on the internet. It's Ben Pie. Wow. Twitter, it's Ben Pie. Instagram, it's Ben Pie. TikTok, it's Ben Pie. I've never posted a TikTok in my entire life. Do you have? Oh, yeah, you do have a TikTok. I do have That's a TikTok. how you send me all the TikToks. Yep, it's true. I don't even have a TikTok. It doesn't matter. Um, Twitch, it's Ben Pie. YouTube, it's Ben Pie. You know what? If you see anything anywhere that's it's Ben Pie, it's probably Ben Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Until next week, Shaloma Day. But stay tuned for a second as we move to uh, move to move to desktop one. Bum, bum, bum. So that we can sit here.
and watch Anna. Oh, no. Oh, it has to download it because I so tried. So prepared. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that's what good you because do? it's hot sauce. Hold up. Oh, my God. See, it's cold enough that I'm wearing a jacket and my sweater. Yeah, and it's he cold did, outside. And, and he uh, did the, the ice bucket challenge. See, I wouldn't have been a, I wouldn't have been happy. I would not have been happy. Can people hear it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can tell because that bar is moving. No, no, no. It's not good. My hot sauce is tropical. Stop stalling. Do it, Anna. My hot sauce is tropical, and it's amazing. Oh, no. That's stuck to my tongue. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't bring out my drink. <laughs> <laughs> that really did follow everything. Yeah, it did. And then it's like, okay, she's gone. Let's look at Lee now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's watch it again. Just... Well, that's good because it's just to, to really a little bit. My sweater matches Remember, my leather jacket quite take a shot and think of your failure yeah. in picking hummus that first night. You know what? I'm chilly outside. At least I get something warm. I'm going to run straight to the shower as soon as we're done, though, Anna. <laughs> that's hot sauce. I'm also so bad. I wanted to smell it. What did it smell like? No, no, no. Oh. That's good. My hot sauce is tropical. Okay. Stop stalling. Do it, Anna. Oh no! <laughs> that sucks my tongue. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't bring out my tongue. Oh, Anna, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and away she goes. <laughs> Perfect. That was that was beautiful, Anna. That was perfect. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks again for watching. Next week, we'll have me doing the Ice Bucket Challenge again. Shalomaste. Shalomaste. A good exit. <sighs>